Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show was made possible by our patrons, so if you would like to support us, we're at patreon.com slash twotownsover. If you can't afford monetary donations, we are also at facebook.com slash ttopod. If you would share us around and give us five-star ratings on whatever podcast you're into, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. If living in the 80s taught me anything, if it's bad, it must be Satan. I have the power. I have the third eye. Thundercats ho. like up there with a mad dog isn't it or a thunderbird kinda yeah i mean it's it's like blueberry hill grape juice but stronger than wine but sweeter sweeter than wine all right so are we already recording the next we're already one? recording uh-huh. the we're next too one. low energy for that i know well let me sit up you are sitting up no nah. this is not sitting this is <laughs> I am shaped like a shrimp right now. This is not what sitting up looks like. Ugh. Oh, but uh, so, all right. So Cindy, um, when I told her what we were doing this week and some of the stuff I researched, yeah. uh, she told me she had a message for Ruben. Uh-oh. You better bring it this week. She wants indignant Ruben. I can literally hear her voice too. Oh, for sure. I, I literally, I'm picturing <laughs> Just her e- echoing from the, the back of my skull. Uh huh. Yep. She wants you to bring out that Luther this week. We'll see. Because this week we are talking about satanic toys. This depends. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was gonna say it depends on the topic. The topic and like who we're talking about, but like. Wish fucking granted, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So welcome, everybody, to Towns Over Satanic Sundays. Continue. And like you just heard, this week we are going to be delving into a very, very uh, infamous book, I guess you would say, uh, written by a 24-year-old um, minister. Oh, that's... By the name of Phil Phillips. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I don't know what a Phil Phillips is, but I don't like his name. <laughs> but before we do that, uh, oh, hi, everybody. I am Don. I'm a, I'm a really ornery mandragora. Oh, you had it ready, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Josh, a.k.a. a shrimp-shaped fuck. Okay. Well, then. I One day you're going to top a painting of a little boy, <laughs> and it's going to be so good. It's, I just literally... <laughs> Because that one came out of fucking nowhere. I was like, what? It came out of nowhere for me, too. The painting of the little boy, I think, is the real me. And in that moment, presented itself. There are two paintings in your mind. Inside of you, there are two paintings of a little boy. That is a story we'll have to do one day. It's the crying boy painting. 
Are we talking about FNAF? What? No, there was a crying. There was a painting that supposedly cursed that of a crying boy. Oh, there's also the the Virgin Mary statue that but supposedly no, cries blood. No, but this one, anybody who has this painting in their house is uh, their house will burn down. Uh huh. Anybody and this who is, has the Dubik box in their house will have a ghost stroke. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, our good, good buddy Zach Bagans. Uh huh. Let's have him on. Have, when is yeah. he on the show? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you he'll love what? to come on our show. I hope I will, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a show when he was uh, setting up his his museum. It was called Fuck. What was it called? I can't remember now. Who gives a shit. Zach Bagans. Deadly does some of the uh, dumb Deadly shit. Possessions is what it was called. Oh boy. The owner of that painting. This is the same time frame that he got the Dybbuk box and he got, you know, a bunch of different little things, a doll. Someone brought that painting to his museum. Uh Uh-huh. And this man would take anything. Yeah, sure. He said, no, get it out. I don't want it in my museum. Yes, because that sounds great for the character (laughs) that he's created to replace his actual lackluster personality. Because if you're going to put so much stuff in your museum that's going to kill you and everybody who looks at it or whatever... You have to at least, because at a certain point, people have to realize that he doesn't believe not a single fucking word of this. Because he's putting so much, quote unquote, haunted or possessed or dangerous shit in his museum. He has to, in order to maintain face, he absolutely has to choose a few things that are like, no, it's too haunted. I can't contain it. Let me tell you exactly why Zach Bagan would not have that particular painting. In Arsonists. His. It burns down any place that it resides, right? Right. Zach Bagan couldn't have it because he knew that he could not get away with arson. Mm. That's fucking good. That is probably closer to the truth, yes. Because he probably had a thought process where he was like, mm, similar to if mine. I burn down the museum, insurance money, would I get caught? Yeah, probably. Then I'd also lose the stuff I have in the museum. No, that one's too haunted. <laughs> All right, but we're not here to talk about Zach Bagans I'll right now. I'll fucking talk about Zach Bagans. Any He's fire curses are the easiest day. curses to fake. They're the easiest. Yeah. Because it's super easy to start a fucking fire. I didn't start the fire. We didn't start it. It was always burning. And the world keeps the turning. But like, turning. So before we get into the, the, the evils of the Smurfs, we need to discuss a little bit about advertising. Because Do we? We do. Fuck. So when it comes to what a family does for entertainment, it's usually all determined by what the kids want. Studies show... Yeah, like- Oh, I was about to josh myself. <laughs> That's why I don't want them. Studies show that children can influence 95% of selecting a restaurant, 89% of what beverages a family buys, and 80% of where a family vacation will be. Now, my family were outliers, but um, I have also seen corroborating um, little infographics and shit right. uh-huh. that uh, claim that um, the group of people with the highest purchasing power in the u.s is like eight to twelve or six to eight or something like that oh that's true young kids Mm -hmm. so with that in mind advertisers in the 60s set their sights on the thing that was starting to raise a lot of children more than their parents would television now fortunately there were watch groups that realized that this was an unfair practice 
the first show that they targeted, the the watch group, was Romper Room. I don't know if you guys know what Romper Room is. No. If I before my time, no. Oh, it was before my time. It was the sixties children's show. It was basically. You know, like the proto Mr. Rogers neighborhood, you know, a bunch of little gotcha. kids sitting around and they had puppets and stuff. But um, so, yeah, the beloved and seemingly harmless children's show was one of the first targets. Romper Room had at one point a line of toys that they would subtly try to promote during the show. I was literally I was all I was going to Josh you. <laughs> so there's this is nothing new as the advent it's, of it's television. It's like we grew up. Having to know this stuff to right. avoid it. I know the exact law that's about to be passed. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, there's nothing new with uh, there. This is nothing new as the advent of television involved product placement within episodes. Like the whole purpose of this for like um, young kids who only know the memes. It's the GI Joe Transformers rule. Pokemon. Why did we make this cartoon to sell toys? Like. Mm-hmm. There is, that's the first, you know what I'm saying? I know, I know I'm doing it. But like, <laughs> it's really, that's what we're getting at here. Right. Is that like, advertisers got so bad that they would basically brainwash children who again, have the highest purchasing power in the US to absolutely break their parents' will to buy these toys because they are getting bombarded. Uh, my girlfriend does it to me for skins and video games. Absolutely fucking firebombed. Like, it's... Yeah, Uh, and their little brains literally can't take it. They can't stand against it because they don't know what to stand against. So yeah, we get the name soap operas as daytime television dramas in the 50s would be produced by soap-making companies like Procter & Gamble. Oh. You didn't know that? No, I did not. I did not not know that's where soap opera came from, no. Now, the products would be written into the script or or of the episode to create awareness, and Procter & Gamble had been doing this as far back as the 1930s, but with radio. You got to remember, I'm thinking of like... I don't even know what ones they were, but like all in the family or like no, the yeah. one that went for thousand, you know, like a thousand years. And by the end, everybody was a witch. <laughs> I think that was days of our lives. Yeah. Days of our lives is what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, all uh-huh. in the family was Archie Bunker. That's yeah. Okay. So yeah, days of our lives and shit like that, where it was like, oh, it's been running for 30 years since before you were born. And now all these people have superpowers. Yep. Right. So and um, they've all accidentally fucked their brother or right. something at some point. <laughs> exactly. Who was in a coma with their twin sister's baby. Somebody brother. came back from the dead. Oh, they yeah. love comas and soap operas. Uh, this is all fine and good for daytime television, but targeting children was seen as, seen as harmful. Action for Children's Television, or ACT, was formed in 1968 in Massachusetts <laughs> as a grassroots foundation to improve the quality of children's programming. Romper Room was... That's why we got Phineas and Ferb in cyberspace. (laughs) ...would be the first victim. They also... after cyberspace. Such a good show, ain't it? Yeah, that's why I know the difference between numbers and digits and what a tessellation is. Mm -hmm. I always remember the one, the episode where it's the area and it's a skating, like a BMX sort of situation, Uh uh and they have to, like, you have to keep the area of the field within a certain amount, but like the other team keeps "quote unquote" cheating because they keep making it thinner and whatnot. It's very good. Man, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep watch. funding PBS. We do, we fully do, you guys. So they also went after any children's show that promoted violence. ACT was able to drive these shows off the air, and this brought us new shows like Scooby Doo, which was seen as less harmful alternatives. What's new? ACT would spend most of the 70s gathering information on the psychology of advertising to children and the damage that would come from it. Their findings? Children, especially younger ones, cannot differentiate 
between a cartoon and a commercial. Advertisers, including toy and junk food manufacturers, knew this. Children have very little understanding of how per persuasive commercials are and easily buy into the message being sent by the advertiser. Bro, you know what's wild is that one of my neurodivergent traits is an absolute disdain for ads. I cannot... That's a generational thing. Not just, like, yes, however, comma, however... I have had that since I was literally a child. Yeah. Like, I literally, like, I was the motherfucker who convinced my dad to buy the TV that you can pause and fast forward because I did not want to see ads. Like, truly ahead of my time. <laughs> I used to use the VHS thing to try to record TV shows so that I could do that in the 90s. <laughs> like, I ruined, it, me and my sister ruined some... Some, some movies that might have been worth money today because of it. <laughs> so every attempt was made to disguise commercials as cartoons and entertainment, but ACT would crack down on this. They requested that the FCC put regulations in place that limited the advertising attack that children were facing. These guidelines included a minimum of 14 hours of programming for children of all ages through the week, no commercials during children's shows, and hosts on children's shows could not sell a product. Shows also needed to disclose when the program was pausing and a commercial was beginning by saying, you know, this show will be right back after these messages. After these messages. Also, they should do that to YouTubers who target kids anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, they do, but it's not clear enough. They do need more regulations for that. I think it should. The one I'm thinking of specifically is that a host of a te children's television program can't sell a product on the show. Yeah. And YouTubers do that shit to kids all the time. And I think that it's kind of gross. So things were going pretty well for ACT until 1980 when Ronald Reagan became president. One of the first big acts carried out by Reagan in 1981 was appointing Mark Fowler as the new head of the Federal Communications Commission. I don't trust anyone whose last name is Fowler. Why? Because Fowl. Fowler. Oh. Erica. Oh, oh, no. I'm thinking of a name. Amy Farrah Fowler is a Big Bang one. Yeah. Don't at me, because you can't, because I'm not on Twitter. Because <laughs> I like the Big Bang Theory, and you can't fucking stop me. So one of the first things that Fowler did was deregulate everything that had, been in, that had been in place up to that point. He claimed that the marketplace should dictate what was to be successful, and nothing should stand in the way of that. I still think Sheldon's an asshole. <laughs> ACT didn't take this lying down, and they started a task force and compiled 60,000 pages of expert testimony from child psychologists, educators, and nutritionists. The research reiterated the fact that young children cannot distinguish between an ad and reality. Do you know what's insane to me? What? Is that when this is in like the late 70s, early 80s, right? Yeah, 81. At the same time. Motherfuckers remember, you know what I'm saying? Like at the same yeah. time. So like, it's not that you can't trust a whole profession. It's that you have to know enough about everything to be able to avoid scammers, swindlers, and people who want to like brainwash you literally. Yeah. Uh, the ACT was also looking out for the best interest of kids and campaign and campaign for higher quality shows that had an educational component that were, and that were not just marketing tools. Six, Cyber chase, bitch. <laughs> $16 million was raised to lobby against this task force. 
you can guess who won. Fowler nixed this task force in 1981, um, and in and 1981 would be the doomsday for many classic educational and beloved TV shows. First on the chopping block was Captain Kangaroo. Fol- oh yeah, my mom was she's still mad about that. Oh yeah, I think my dad too. Followed by Schoolhouse Rock. Fucking Schoolhouse Rock. Schoolhouse yeah. Rock is the shit. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. I fucking grew up on old Schoolhouse Rock. We had the whole fucking DVD box set. Conjunction Junction. What What's the your fuck fucking is your function? function? <laughs> get out of here. Get yeah. out of here. I don't even care anymore. Go. Get Three lit. is Leave. a magic number. Interplanetary. Interplanet. What is it? Interplanetary Janet. Yep. I'm uh-huh, just a bill. Uh-huh. I'm just a bill. I, yeah, Come on, man. A bill. Come on, man. He's fucking bill, dude. And fucking how does He's a lot sitting on Capitol bill? Hill, man? <laughs> and fucking what was uh, the, the Great American Melting Pot? Yeah. Uh, that literally formed like my idea of what America was supposed to be as a child. The Great American Melting Pot. And uh, then I found out that was a lie when I was in like. Third grade, we watched it in school, and I was like, but wait, it's not like that at all. We're more like the Great American Sectioned Plate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So with deregulation deregulation lifted and no restrictions holding them back, manufacturers could now do whatever they wanted. This is why you see an explosion of toys, cartoons, candy, fast food items, and junk food in the 1980s. Oh, shit. What was the other one? I mentioned G.I. Joe and Transformers, but there was one Max something. Max Headroom? Not Max no, Headroom. No, 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 it was like was... the the answer to Polly Pocket for boys. I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about. Like Action Max or some shit. Yeah. No, I don't remember. There was a 300% increase in cartoons that had licensed characters. Do you know how much that is? Do you know how much that is? That's so many percents. Yeah. That's 300 of them. 300 whole percentages is? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. As popular as these shows were, they were nothing more than 22-minute commercials to sell toys and products. Two of the biggest juggernauts on this front were G.I. Joe and the Transformers. Both series started with a miniseries that would introduce children to the main characters and their backstories. Vehicles would be referenced by their names. Instead of saying, get to the helicopter, a character would say, get to the dragonfly. The changes were subtle, but the names stuck with the children, so of course... When the Dragonfly helicopter would be introduced in toy stores, kids had to have it. Mm-hmm. So- I remember that shit too, man. I remember literally like going into stores in the 90s, which again, I was born in 92, so this would have been the late 90s, if I can remember it fairly clearly. But like, I remember going into stores and just being like, Holy shit, that's Optimus Prime. I right. gotta have yeah. that. Yep. Like uh-huh. I was a WWE kid. I had to have the fucking I had to have Triple H and HBK. Mom, that's the red Power Ranger. Right. <laughs> I have to. I had it a lot worse. Cause... No, but for real though, like in the eighties this shit was literally rampant. Oh, it was yeah. approximately three hundred percent worse. Yes, exactly. So where was ACT during all this? Well, they pretty much had their hands tied because they were... Are you doing that too in your head where you're like, I'm pretty sure they were on the island the whole time. (laughs) Uh, They pretty much had their hands tied, but were still begging those educational shows, that educational shows be produced for commercial stations. Mark Fowler adamantly would state that these stations were within the First Amendment rights to air any any shows they wished. By 1988... (sighs) 
Congress was looking deeper at the bombardment of junk food and advertising. The same fucking arguments over yep. and over again. Yep. They they at least wanted to restrict the direct targeting of children and came up with some guidelines. The idea was to limit advertising to 10 and a half minutes on weekends and 12 minutes on weekdays. Cartoons would also have to provide some educational info where we get the famous line, now you know. The yeah. more you know. And knowing is half knowing the battle. Is half the battle, yep. And they would also put this to a vote. This new bill to protect kids passed 328 to 78 in the House. Um, unanimously in the, and it passed unanimously in the Senate. As one of his last acts as president in November of 1998, Ronald Reagan vetoed it. Oh, boy. Which, ironically, considering how much, even today, the far right sucks the rotten cock of Ronald Reagan, (laughs) he is responsible for all these satanic toys. Yes. Directly. Yeah, but they don't see it that way. Hey, hey, I just want to say to anybody who's like, but Reagan... He was the good president. No, he wasn't. He was good for white people for like three years, and then it all went to shit because all of his ideas were so terrible. So terrible. That's what you get when you fucking elect a movie star. America's most most socialist president was reelected more times than you're allowed to be reelected. So why do we talk? I know which. Why are we talking about this in an episode about satanic toys? I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that satanic panic was literally a moral panic that was driven by political um, gain and, like, for political agendas or well, something. Well, that, that could be. So, wait, but, you uh, actually, uh, we didn't get to the law that I know of that still exists for advertising in regards to children's TV shows. Right. Um, if, for example, Pokemon is on the TV, they cannot run any commercials during Pokemon for Pokemon branded toys. I did not know that. That goes yeah. for every show. Like if SpongeBob is on, cannot run a commercial for a SpongeBob toy. They can run a commercial for Pokemon toys while SpongeBob's on TV, mm-hmm. and vice versa. They can run commercials for SpongeBob toys when Pokemon is on TV. But you can't. You cannot advertise something that is licensed to the children's show that is playing. Yeah. Not aware of that. Completely illegal. So simply because the change in marketing led to an explosion of children's television and toy production, every new television show had to have a toy tie-in. And the invention of one toy slash cartoon combination brought a 24-year-old evangelical pastor by the name of Phil Phillips to the front lines in a battle between the mightiest hero in the universe and God <laughs> himself. Is this the He-Man? It's He-Man, yes. yeah. <laughs> the toy was He-Man, or known by as... By the power of Grayskull. Yes. Or known by the full name of the series, He-Man and, and the, the Masters, Masters of, of the, the Universe. universe. So and it's... I said, hey! So as as Phil tells his story, what's going on? In in October of 1983, he was scheduled for two weeks of speaking engagements. That's a very old meme for those of you who don't know. Having somebody out there doesn't know, we have some (laughs) younger listeners than me. <laughs> Just please look, look up He Man, what's going on right now? Uh, please pause us. It's fine. <laughs> I know. Go to it. 
I know. Oh, I know. You, I know. I know. You, you know. know. I'm not telling you to pause. Oh, okay. I'm telling uh, the 17 year old that was a 13 year old or whatever. Who listens to us. <laughs> Go look that shit up. It's so having funny. learned about a fasting system called a Jewish fast in which one fasts from sunup to sundown, Phillips decided he would do this in preparation of his scheduled events while preaching in Florida. Oh, it always starts in Florida. He visited a local mall and for an unknown reason decided to enter a toy store. The first toy that grabbed his attention was an action figure of Skeletor. An evangelical preacher went into a toy store? Yes. Can't imagine why. <laughs> Skeletor kicks ass, by yeah. the way. I Skeletor does Skeletor. Kick Skeletor fucks. So, so for those who don't know, Skeletor was the villain of the He-Man series. Now, Skeletor's main weapon was a staff that featured a ram's head attached to the top. Phillips immediately recognized the staff for what it was. An obvious sign of the occult. For an unknown reason. Yeah, dumbass. <laughs> He's literally a fucking skull man <laughs> who's trying to steal a magical. What the fuck? <laughs> there you go, Cindy. He's back. For I'm unknown... pretty sure whoever's ca- whoever cat's playing video games <laughs> with uh, on, on her headset <laughs> in like, the living room the is like, uh, they talking about Skeletor? <laughs> <laughs> so for an unknown reason, he bought the toy and He's literally home. cartoonishly evil. <laughs> I Like, come on. Until we meet again. He ran. <laughs> like, get out of here. So yeah, he bought the toy and took it home, giving the satanic cabal the money it so richly deserved. <laughs> Inside the package. Good. Inside the package was a mini comic that, according to Phillips, was stuffed with occult symbolism. Phillips stated that the story closely resembled the Genesis story of the Bible, but instead of God, Satan was the creator, which I seriously doubt it was Satan. Literally, what the fuck is he talking about? A co- in the original packaging of He-Man, they came with little miniature comic books. Yeah, 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 yeah. None of them would imply that Satan created the world, though, I'm fairly certain. Um, Phillips continued uh, his preaching uh, schedule, and while driving from Louisiana back to his hometown of Dallas, the Lord spoke to him. Oh, boy. Oh, man. We got uh, one of those. Asking him if he knew what happened when children played with those toys. Uh, they, They fucking creamed their little jeans in excitement. Don't According talk to about Phillips, children creaming their jeans. And I'm absolutely going to put reverb and bass on my voice since I did it for Josh. According to Phillips, the Lord said, Children project themselves with the imagination into a toy. <gasps> what? They give it's it, like they're playing. They give it life, character, abilities, and talents, and set the surroundings around it. This is how they learn. Through toys like the one you have in your back seat. Satan is gaining control of their minds. It's controlling the minds of millions of children everywhere. I want you to do something about it. <laughs> I have I have a real actual question that I want our audience members to think about, but for you guys to answer. And and especially, you know, I know where you fall on this, but like <laughs> okay. Assume assu- we're not, but assume everybody in this room is a Christian, okay? At what point, like, your kids need to learn about the world. Everything he said is true, except for that I want you to do something about it. Kids do learn by playing. At what point do they get to add a bad guy to be the hero against without you fucking freaking out about it because they're learning to worship the devil? 
You know, it's the same argument that happened with Harry Potter. You can't read that. It's about witches and wizards. It's about a boy who the devil tried to kill, and now the boy is going on a quest to beat the devil, and he's a boy. He's right. like 11 in the first one, and he still wins against the devil, thus telling a bunch of first graders, you can stand against evil, even as a first grader. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. What point do you say, like, my kid needs to learn about heroes, but heroes don't mean anything unless they also have a villain. Right. I, I fully get what you're saying. Crazy to me. It's just insane. So now, before we get into the sheer insanity of the occult-oriented complaint, complaints that Phillips is best known for, it would behoove us to point out some points that he made in regards to the violence, the violent influence embedded in shows like G.I. Joe, He-Man, or even Transformers. Now it is See, more where do we than get GI because like where do we get GI Joe because these people fucking love military plop propaganda. I'm gonna say, yeah, they fuck they they Listen, they should be creaming their little genes about all the military propaganda. I was right. just gonna GI say Joe. the only dick that they suck harder than Ronald Reagan's is the militaries as a whole, but right. not each individual veteran. No, 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 just no, no, no. the military. Fuck veterans, but like support the military though. Right. So it is possible that these shows and toys did instill a violent aspect on children by glorifying war and combat. It can also be said that toys like Barbie and other, quote, fashion-forward toys could instill a false sense of self in girls that play with them. Now, both of these things are true. Both of these things are true. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I can agree with yeah. that part of his argument. But Phillips did not stop there. He can't... Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped a line. These are indeed valid, valid critiques and worthy of discussion. It can also be argued that parents relying on television to raise their children was a misstep as well. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Phillips did not stop there. He carried it beyond just a mere childhood development issue and carried it into a demonic push to draw children into the satanic realm and destroy the souls of the children all across America. What an asshole. So... Don't, don't worry about it. It's fine. So the patient zero of Phillips' campaign was the aforementioned He-Man in the Masters of the Universe cartoon and the series of toys. We're the princes of the Grayskull Castle. The He-Man toys was created in 1982 to middling sales. However, sales skyrocketed when the cartoon series debuted in 1983. In fact, um, He-Man was the first cartoon created specifically for syndication. I literally do. Really? Yes. Wow. I actually did not know that. That's amazing, actually. But also, I don't mind, even as an adult. Like, as a kid, obviously, I have no fucking sense of whether it's good or bad or anything in between. But I don't actually mind shows that are made to sell toys. I don't think that's a terrible, terrible thing. What I do mind is when, like... Because, like, as a kid, I wanted cool toys to play with, right? Yeah. But as an adult, I like to look back and think of, like, oh, maybe I'll go get myself a fucking Transformer but a new one or whatever. Like, it's you know, things like that. Like a lightsaber. Nobody is saying that lightsabers shouldn't exist as a plastic bashing toy. Right. Everybody loves them shits. But, at, but you, the problem comes when you literally tsunami these kids with only advertisements about buying your shit that's going to ruin families, literally. And it's going to make kids think 
not I'm not going to say what it's going to make them think, but it will make kids react to the world in such a way as to create the current economy we live in. So that's why it's bad. Right. So there was a there was one show that I watched. It was very briefly on, I think, when I was a kid uh, that was made specifically for toys. And it was the um, the Crash Test Dummies show. Yeah. It's very, very brief, but they always came with like their own little stunt that that you could have them do that inevitably like resulted in them crashing. And they were little crash test dummies. Mm -hmm. And it was the most fun thing to me. I loved that. (laughs) Yeah. Because it was all like all their toys were like breakaway pieces. I used to love shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. You could even get the little car in the wall that you're supposed to crash them into and they would fly out of it. Yeah. But it's the thing about, like, I don't mind there being... Because, like, the Bible is the same thing, really, for for medieval kids, basically. <laughs> it's like, oh, you've made a doll? One of these dolls is Jesus, and the other one is the devil, and he's getting tempted in the desert. What does Jesus do? You know what I mean? It's the same fucking thing. When confronted with evil, what does Optimus Prime do to fight the evil? And you're learning the same fucking lesson. You know what I mean? So it's okay if you have toys that represent these cartoons and the cartoons give you ideas for personalities and things for these lessons that you're trying to learn. But it's it's like um, pre those laws when G.I. Joe was running, yeah. that's bad. Like, military! Yay! And that's the whole message. Like, that's fucked up. America! Fuck yeah! Coming to see the motherfucking day, yeah! <laughs> so, by 1984, He-Man was seen on Mad 100... Damon. Huh? Mad Damon. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, He-Man was seen on 166 television stations across the United States and was translated into 37 different languages. By the end of 1984, only Barbie rivaled the selling power of He-Man. Yeah. So I wonder who won that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, He Man's back. He Man's back, but Barbie never oh, left. Yeah, I know. Right. So, what <laughs> uh, made fil- oh. Quick side story. Uh, do you know what I believe the number one selling Ken doll of all time was? I don't. believe he was called uh, Magic Necklace Ken. Uh, it was only on the market for like a week or a couple of days or something. So they sent out these uh, marketing people, I guess. I'm going to tell a butchered version of this story to see like what fashionable men were like and what fashionable men were wearing. They were going to gay clubs. I was just going to say they definitely ended up in gay bars for sure. And so the magic necklace. men in the 80s knew nothing about fashion. The magic necklace that their Ken doll was wearing was a cock ring on a necklace. Or maybe it was called Magic Earring Kin or something like that, but he, he had a necklace on with a with a cock ring on it basically. How how did they know that it was a cock ring? Well, they didn't when they made the toy. <laughs> I mean, how did people determine that it was a cock ring and not just like a ring? Well, because uh, who do you think the uh prime market turned out to be for that toy? Oh boy. Gay men I thought who so. were like, oh, fuck yeah, <laughs> and bought it in droves. Perfect. And uh, Who are you it- buying this for, sir? My niece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, magic earring kin. Great. I want to see a picture of this toy. 1993. 93. Good. Good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, that's a that is a that that is a gay kid. That's a that's a gay '90s Ken doll for sure. <laughs> I actually fuck with his fashion though. It's actually still fly. Right, dude. <laughs> fuck yeah, that uh. It, the vest. He looks like the... anybody who lives on South Beach right now. <laughs> so, Y'all ain't original. South Beach. So what made Phillips come to loathe the plastic barbarian and his friends? Well, quite simply. Because they... he was because he man was so gay. <laughs> like, that's a thing that we really could talk about for a whole episode is how in the 80s and 90s, these cartoons came out that were like just gay icons but they were quote unquote masculine for the boys. Oh, and I do have to correct myself. Uh Magic Earring Kin was available for 6 months before being completely recalled, but still became the highest selling Kin doll in Barbie history. That's like PlayStation 2 staying yeah. at the top of the market for 13 fucking years or something. Um yeah, but it's it's what the hell was I saying? He-Man being a gay icon. Oh, yeah. Like, you have your characters running around in what is essentially gay club wear from the 80s. And you're like, but he's manly, though. He's He-Man. And you're like, yeah, okay. Well. We could talk about how uh, cartoons he, did that all the fucking time. He gay? No, He-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He love man. No, no, no. He-Man. <laughs> yeah, he wants to see almost naked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he's comfortable in his skin, either as Prince, whatever the fuck is Adam, Adam, Prince Adam or He-Man, both of whom are very nice young men, (laughs) so on and so forth. Well, according to Phillips, the reason he hated him so much was because they were trying to um, replace God Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in a story that is almost surely apocryphal. What he doesn't understand is that I, I killed God before I was born and took his place. Oh, Phillips shit. relates the story about the state of the world, I guess. Phillips relates the tale of a woman riding in the car with her young boy, listening to Christian radio. The announcer stated something about God and being the master of the universe, to which, to the mother's horror, her young boy said from the back seat, Mom, God isn't the master of the universe. He man is. Now, instead of chalking this up to a young child misunderstanding a phrase and calmly explaining that He man is a cartoon, Phillips instead latched on to the concept that Satan has infiltrated the young child's malleable mind and corrupted him, turning the child away from God and forever damning that lad's soul. Look at Reagan. <laughs> Look at Reagan for it. It's his fault. Listen, yeah. fuck it. I don't even care. It's <laughs> like, it's it's crazy because they're never going to hear me. Like, you you said it right there. Rather than being like, oh, no, honey. Like, even if, like, for me, God does not exist in at least the way that most Christians would agree that he exists in a realm called heaven presiding over everything or whatever. Every, you know, omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. Right. The Christian God. But, like... The three O's. Again. God won't let you have a fourth one. Right. Well, because then it's... That's ungodly. You can't have four <laughs> O's in one night, my dude. But it's really... Fucking frustrating. <laughs> Tell that to me when I was 16. It's really... <laughs> I'm gonna go pee. <laughs> it's really fucking frustrating that over and over and over and over again, instead of these people parenting and being like, hey, honey, 
actually, He-Man is a cartoon, and God is real, and he loves us, and, you know, Christian shit. Right. They, instead of doing that, they immediately lash out at the world. Like, I saw a video yesterday of a preacher, a modern day, like, within the last few years, talking about how women shouldn't speak in church. Right. Based on fucking Leviticus. And, like crazy just crazy stuff like dude like i saw a preacher really um do you know flyleaf yes okay flyleaf is a band of christians right their songs contain primarily christian messages without using the word christian right the stated reason for that is so that they are not putting off people who are not necessarily christian who can still get something from these songs right you know like an evangelist but like and i get so heated about this because i was i was in it you know what i'm saying yeah and like it fucks me up that there was there are preachers out there, one of whom I saw talking about Flyleaf being, oh, they're not Christian because they don't use the word. They're, what, are you embarrassed? It's like, no. They want people who can use this message, people who may not have heard it before, to hear their music. And not only will their music make them successful, their music might or might not convert somebody or teach them something about being generous and loving and Christ-like. Right. Like, I was thinking about that on my way here today. Like, I am not a Christian, but I was raised as one. And it turns out that I view, like, you know, they tell you all the time, try to be like Christ, try to be like Christ. Well, Christ was a motherfucker who was born, saw some issues, was raised religious, and then immediately was like, actually, what's common sense? Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Make sure the roads are safe. Give, uh, you know, give generously if you can. And if you can't, accept help graciously. You know, do all these things that make you not an asshole. <laughs> Don't pray to the mountaintops and on the fucking street corner. Pray in your home, in your heart. These things are the things that I preach. And I realized today, like, that's Christ-like. Right. By definition, what I preach is Christ-like, literally. Even though I don't believe that the Christ is a real... F you know what I mean? Jesus was real. Historically, there are few people that we could contribute to him be being, you know, this person being the inspiration for or the direct record of this person. But, like, do I believe he was, like, a prophet or anything? No. I believe he was a common-sense young man who was very smart and, at the time was brave enough to speak out up to and including him getting killed. You know what I mean? Like, even on the cross, it talks about him talking to this guy like, look, man, we're all here. We're all sinners. It doesn't matter. Give it up. And that's all that, you know, give up that. Repent. And you're good. That's it. That's all you can do. And I believe that fully, even though I don't believe that God is omnipotent, omnipresent, and omnipotent, or... or um. What was what present. I omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient. Like, I don't believe in a being called God. I don't believe that his son literally came to earth. But I do believe that over the history of the earth, you can look back and see so many people talking about the exact fucking things that Jesus is talking about. So you live in a society and you are an individual. We are both uh, communal and individual private beings. You can be both, and in fact, to live a full life, you must be both well. 
That's all. While I was peeing, I heard you talking about uh, Flyleaf, and now I have to mention Skillet. Yeah, that's the other one. Because yeah. uh, people got really mad. Uh, the like Christian audience of so Skillet mad. got really mad when they did that song Monster because they have the part where they add the the monster effect on his voice, and they're like, like, that's Satan. Yeah. They did Satan voice, and they're a Christian band. Yeah, what's really sad, though, is that the lead singer has was become an anti-vax, anti-mask, pro-Trump. Oh, that doesn't oh, fucking boy. surprise yeah. me at all. Doesn't believe in people deconstructing. No, I'm sure he doesn't. But. They're a shitty Christian band. It's, I like their music. I Their music is incredibly mediocre. So for those unfamiliar with He-Man, the character is the alter ego of Prince Adam of Eternia. Hey, you go ahead. You go ahead. When, <laughs> whenever trouble arises... Adam lifts his sword to the sky and cries out by the power of Grace. By the power of Grace, At that point, lightning strikes the sword and turns Adam into He-Man. And his cat. And his cat. Into Battle Cat. Yes, Cringer into Battle Cat. He-Man then cries out, I have the power. I have the power! Which is the next sticking point for Phil Phillips. Because children everywhere, after watching He-Man would play act the characters crying out, I have the power. Which, according to Phillips, is spitting in the face of Jesus because the only power is in his blood. Bruh. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, It's the level of fundamentalism that... It's it's a level of self-delusion that is insane. It's like... The Bible itself specifically contradicts everything these people say, and they do not give a shit. Yeah. Um, Phillips took umbrage uh, on many things about a series about the series and its toy line. Castle Grayskull is the home of a character called simply the Sorceress, whose job it is to protect the secrets of the universe held within the castle walls. She's the Lady of the Lake. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in one episode, the origin of the universe is explained and mirrors the theory of the Big Bang. So evolution and magic are both confined behind the doors of Castle Grayskull. Castle Grayskull. Skeletor, He-Man's nemesis, is a hooded skeleton with the aforementioned Ram's staff. The dopest evil character in 20 right. fucking years. Like... Skeletor is adept in magic, and in the comic that came with the figure that Philip bought... Our Phillips bought, Skeletor is seen floating in the air in a lotus position. Now we have dark magic and new age philosophy. New age. I love that they call Eastern philosophy new age philosophy as if it hasn't been around for longer than any of their cultures. Right. So, uh... Motherfucker's been meditating since before white people fucking existed. Yeah. Like... So Skeletor lives in Snake Mountain, which is a castle that featured a giant snake's head. Don't even have to be a Bible scholar to get the symbolism of that. No, you don't. Consider also that many of the bad guys' henchmen are mutants, therefore debasing the idea that we are all made in God's image. And the fact that one of He-Man's friends is Tila, who wears a hood that resembles a cobra, which is considered a god in some countries, according to Phillips. Which ones, Phil? I'm saying, which countries? A woman in a hood? Get the fuck out of here. No, a cobra. 
He said it was a woman in a hood, and but it resembled a, a cobra. A king cobra, which is seen as a god in some countries. Anytime. You know what else resembles a king cobra, Don? What? Every fucking hood. <laughs> Anytime somebody tells you, uh, which in, in some cultures, they... Which cultures? Ask them which cultures. If somebody gives you a nondescript ass in some cultures... Uh, Especially in, nowadays when you some can countries. Google it in front of them. Yeah. Right. Have them give you an answer and then Google it. Well, keep in mind, this book was written in 86, so. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, for real, though. I mean, yeah. you know, it's just, you know. So Phillips didn't contain his ire to just He-Man. He also accused the sister series, She-Ra, which was basically He-Man for girls, of being even worse. She-Ra was worse, but way better than He-Man. <laughs> so the cartoon uh, Thundercats was accused of promoting ah. Eastern religion and philosophy. Because they fought using martial arts. Oh, wow. God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, was, were the 80s not the time where, like, Jackie Chan was getting big? No, that was the 90s. Uh, it, that you're was thinking of he, Bruce Lee. Bruce, Bruce Lee was Lee. the 70s. Ah, uh, so this is in between. Yeah. I see. So Bruce Lee had already perpetrated the the culture. He, yeah, he destroyed American show. culture by bringing martial arts to yeah. American TV. There was a fucking TV show when I was growing up with David Carradine called uh, Kung Fu. That's why they killed him. But uh, anyways, um, so yeah, also the main character, lion had a sword. I gotta be careful about that type of shit because people will believe that I believe that. What? That they killed Bruce Lee like he was oh. assassinated. Yeah. Oh, David Carradine was Bill in Kill Bill, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so when when you said that's why they killed him, Are you I thought David you were Carradine? doing a Kill Bill. Oh, no. Oh, man. Good. No, because as we all know, David Carradine died. Autoerotic asphyxiation. Yep. You know, you got to go out living your dream, I guess. Yeah. Nah. So, uh... Hey, if, if you're into that, for real, though, be safe. I'm not going to tell you not to do your thing, but, like, fucking really... Buddy system that shit, you know? <laughs> Tell your friend, hey, 15 minutes from now, come check on me. Like, anything, any amount 15 of... 15 minutes is too long. You gotta use, like, a breakaway... It's fair. ...collar type yeah. of deal or something. Yeah, you know? they do make them. They do. So... That's, if, if it's your kink, they make accessories for it to do it safely. So the main character of Thundercats also had a sword, uh, which featured the Eye of Thundera in its hilt, which was a crystal that when Lionel placed it to his forehead... He could ascertain certain things about his surroundings, which Phillips described as a classic example of the Hindu belief of the third eye. I have the power. Also, I have the third eye. Thundercats ho. Also, Lionel could speak to his dead father's spirit for guidance, which was a classic example of necromancy. Although Phillips called it necromology, which is a word that does not exist. I mean, that would be the study of dead things. Well, I gotta say, I'm going to harp on it a little bit more later, but this is just so very much like what happens with fucking uh, foaming at the mouth video games. I was going to mention video games. I was also going to mention Joe Lieberman, um, the American senator that led the charge against violence in video games mm -hmm. being depicted in a quote unquote realistic fashion. I was going to mention the the thing with TV. It's literally um, TV is the equivalent bad thing to nowadays having kids be on their phones all the time and then you know which by the way your kid is going to be on their phone all the time 
I had toys and video games and stuff. That does not mean that my parents didn't parent me. It is still your fault if your kid turns out shitty. Sorry. But, like, it's really the same arguments over and over. TV is bad because kids are watching it too young. Phones are bad because you're giving a phone to a kid way too young. Uh, Games are bad because they promote the devil and violence. But these cartoons are bad because they promote, I don't know, the devil and fucking violence. Like, it's the same argument over and over and over and over and over again until you get bored. And then they win. (laughs) So uh, I'm going off script here for a minute because I didn't write everything in. Some of his other examples that were in the book. um, We have Rainbow Bright. Fucking what? Rainbow Bright was bad because her symbol was obviously a rainbow, which, according to Phil Phillips, was symbolic of... uh, Iris, the goddess of rainbows? No, New Age philosophy. Fucking A. He couldn't even get a a philosophy right. (laughs) Which also, it's the 80s, which means gay people already had taken the rainbow, which they fucking deserve it. Right. Uh, Another thing that he was against was My Pretty Pony, or My Little Pony. Same difference, same shit. Which Uh, My Little Pony... As cringe as bronies are, yeah. most wholesome show that I think has ever existed. Well, you would think, but according to Phil Phillips, because... The, I don't give a fuck what Phil Phillips says. Because the main pony in the original My Little Pony was a unicorn. Unicorns, I... They're I, mythical. No. Unlike a talking pony. According to Phil Phillips, the unicorn is symbolic of the Antichrist. I've never heard of that connection. How? I don't know. He literally unicorns in European mythology represent pure goodness. They're evil. What? They're evil. Fuck off. This man Some is off his rocker. Saving. He's yeah. just off his rocker. He has no clue what reality is anymore. It gets worse. E.T., the extraterrestrial. I believe that's the devil, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure E.T. Because sure. um, uh, aliens, come on. Was in fact actually a demon. And the movie was used to mock and upset Christians. Because E.T. had the power of levitation, he had the power to heal, and when he died, he came back from the dead. All powers of Jesus. When did Jesus levitate? He walked on water. That's not levitation. That's walking on water. I don't know. But yeah, so E.T. was a demon and was used to be blasphemous against Jesus. Yoda. (laughs) Actually, the whole Star Wars trilogy, or at the time, trilogy was satanic because of the force, which according to Phil Phillips, uh, the force came from witchcraft. It's, you know, the belief that there's an all powerful force out there that people can tap into, but that's God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Damn it. I swear. You can't (laughs) literally. (laughs) It's bad because I describe my own religion. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck off, dude. Uh, Darth Vader's mask resembled old Norse masks. Uh, Norse a warrior, helmet? The Norse warrior mask. Fuck. Yes. And it re- represented depictions of Odin. When? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you what the man said. Um, oh and God. Yoda... Yoda was evil because he had three fingers. Because according to Phil Phillips, three fingers represents the phrase, I love Satan. It could as easily be, I love Jesus. What do do these ones recommend? (laughs) 
They can't see that, my friend. I don't fucking care. You're the you're the lightning rod. Fuck you, Don. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh, another thing. Another thing about Rainbow Bright is that she had a five pointed star on her cheek. And oh know. my god! And I'll it wasn't put even like... my five pointed dick in <laughs> Phil Phillips's mouth. What are you, a mutant echidna? That's, it wasn't even now. like. Uh, like you know, a line. It was a full colored in five star. Like the kids, you would... got me fucked up. I'm taking a hydrocodone. <laughs> uh, so, mostly that's for pain, but you know. So finally, I found this uh, from a blog called Creation Science Study. Speaking of the Smurfs. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! For those of you who might not know, because the Smurfs is kind of old and nobody watched the new shit. Nah, there was that movie that nobody fucking cared about. Yeah. Um, the Smurfs is basically incredibly anti-Semitic. Uh, the, the bad guy in the Smurfs is just a character caricature of a Jewish person. From, Gilgamesh. From back Gargamel. 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 Where and, I get, Gil, Gilgamesh is a fucking Hindu god. Yeah. Uh, Gilgamesh is the first... Novel. The it? first myth, myth. Or the first... Yeah. Uh, Epic that we have written down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ganondorf. Right. Yeah, yeah. G- Ganondorf and his friend um, uh, Inky the Squid. Um, <laughs> anyway, what the fuck were we talking about? The Smurfs. Oh, the Smurfs is just like super anti-Semitic. Um, even the Smurfs themselves are kind of like Jewish caricatures. I'm not going to go into it here because it's really depressing and Don might touch on it, but like... You would actually be surprised? These people make no mention about anti-Semitism in their critiques. The anti-Semites don't? Wow. No. Oh. No. So according to creation science studies, the Smurfs is a cartoon with many hidden satanic themes. Wow. And here's what we're about to talk about. Every fucking theme that they're going to call satanic, that's why it's anti-Semitic, which means that they're double anti-Semitic somehow. (laughs) So... um, like all the other rubbish in the secular media, the Smurfs is an abomination that must not go unchallenged. Now, you may think that the Smurfs is cuddly and child-friendly, but in fact, they represent demons. Don't let the, quote, cuteness fool you. And then we speak about E.T. again, sorry. Um, the Smurfs, like E.T., are demons that represent a mocking of Christian values. And this is exactly what Satan relishes. Now, real quick, I got to go back. He didn't mention not a one fucking thing about them. I'm about to. Okay. But I have to jump back real quick because it's not mentioned here. But Phillips says that the Smurfs are blue to represent corpses because corpses turn blue when they die. Anyways, for example. Smurfs are blue because the people who wrote the Smurfs were on fucking shrooms when they wrote it. That's why they live in shrooms. So, for, for example, there is an undeniable resemblance of communist Russia in the Smurfs. (laughs) yeah me too bud (laughs) holy shit do you want to know what their proof is no go on then (laughs) why Uh, why because papa smurf the leader of the cult it says i mean they are a cult that's there's many strong resemblances to Karl marx papa smurf also has the same beard because he has as marx and he is dressed in red to symbolize communism in Russia. But he's blue. <laughs> but he wears red. Yeah. <laughs> but they even go on to say that more to the point, 
This, okay, more to the point, the Smurfs live in a closed market economy that relates to commerce. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What did you just say? You said something about a closed market. Fucking shit. <laughs> a closed market economy that relates to communism we see today in Russia. Do but, we, though? But. Fuck. They just said that this is all coming from the same blog. I I know, yeah. They said that Papa Smurf was dressed in red to represent communist Russia, correct? Sure. The very next sentence says there's also a presence of the KKK in the Smurfs. Papa Smurf, who leads the cult, wears red headgear while his followers wear white headgear. Hold on, I need to lay my chair back cuz I need to lay down. <laughs> I I think I've broken everybody in the room. It's just I every time I learn about this every cycle I <laughs> I just I just remember <laughs> I just remember that we haven't gotten to QAnon yet. No, we haven't. And like <sighs> I think this is more upsetting to me than Tansler for a lot of a reasons. A lot of reasons. Yeah. Like Tansler was gross and grody and uncomfortable. This is just upsetting because their right. own logic destroys their logic. It's like the, it. <clears throat> so Tansler was a deluded, uh, you could argue, evil man. Phil Phillips is more deluded than Carl Tansler. Like, you know what's crazy is I'm going to talk like a Christian. Every time we talk about Christians, I tend to do that because I was raised as one, a Catholic and then a Methodist. So fuck you. But it's like, I think I've said this before. Be careful how bad you hate something because you will become that thing. Like, it's wild to me that these people are fighting, quote-unquote, fighting Satan and his army, and they're becoming it. They are literally the thing that the Bible warns us about. People who scream righteousness from the mountaintops and yet make things worse for everyone. The whitewashed tombs. It's crazy. Yeah. So the last thing you've got to say about the Smurfs, and actually the last thing in the script, is that the Smurfs are also about Satanism. Because it says the Smurf. Okay, this is. I have to well actually this, because I grew up watching the fucking Smurfs. Yeah, I was there. This says the Smurfs worship an evil wizard by the name of Gargamel. Bitch, what? Holy shit! Gargamel <laughs> is literally a, like I've said before a Jewish caricature who was literally like trying to eat them. Yes, and to use their essence for for magic. like magic spells. Yes. And Gargamel provides the Smurf with evil potions that are to be used for ungodly rituals. When? One time, even. I don't... There wasn't one time. That's the he same? He might have tricked them by using a potion. Yes. Well, it's as we all know, too, he created Smurfette to infiltrate right. the Smurfs, but right. she was uh, overpowered by the love of the Smurf commune. And... This is the same energy as when you give, like, a live-action adaptation of some, I don't know, let's make up, like, a, an anime that got a live-action. We'll call it Death Note. And the people who <laughs> write the live-action adaptation pay zero attention to the source material. Yeah, you mean, oh, Death Note. You mean the one about Light Turner. 
<laughs> Fuck. God damn it. Was that his fucking name? Something Did they like really make his name yeah. Light Turner? Yeah, they changed it from Yagami to right. some American-ass fucking name. Yeah. Oh, my God. That makes me want to vomit. But I I need to hate watch it. I really do. I don't think we should. I No, I need to hate watch it just for myself. If you hate watch that shit, then you're going to watch Birdemic whether you like it or not. I've watched Birdemic. We've both seen Birdemic, Don. I thought you both haven't because you refused to watch it. I don't want to watch it again. Yeah, well, and I've also watched, uh, I've shown many people the John Tron video. The John Tron video of Birdemic is a classic. You have to watch it with riff tracks, though. uh, That's basically what the John Tron video is. Yeah. Uh, Oh, true. Yeah. Also, a talking cat? Yeah, yep, that's the other really good one. I like his stuff from before he became racist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like anything before the Mm -hmm. flex tape video, I'm kind of okay with. What? I like the flex tape one too. Did he do something bad in that video? No, 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 no. It's just after that, the style changes from what I liked about JonTron to a different form of it. And okay, I, just I, like I thoroughly enjoyed the the flex tape. The flex series tape video was pretty good as well. But I there mean, anything from tapes. there, I, the first one I liked. I don't know about the others because I stopped watching oh. his channel. Yeah, well, that. because that's when he decided to make tweets about. That's right. That was right. Yeah. Racial statistics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boy, I hope he's learned. He's young enough that he can. It's, I think he has. I saw someone that did like a breakdown of, you know, you know how you watch like a three hour YouTube documentary mm-hmm. about some content creator? Yeah. Even one you don't know about just because. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Why I know like Minecraft's biggest predator. And oh, yeah. I, rem- I know about the guy EDP. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yep. Which disgusting individual. Crazy one. Uh, but yeah, no, John Tron like did a, a podcast or something later. Where he like what it was addressed, and he was like, "Look, uh, I don't really want to talk about it. It was not. I th- I think he walked it back a little bit there, and I'm hoping that he learned, but I'm still gonna hold it against him because that was fucked. Yeah, he, he very publicly was like, basically like black people and Jews deserve to be treated like criminals because they are kind of reminds me. Uh oh. I think I have another story for next. We'll get back to the last sentence of this fucking thing that we do every time. <laughs> the last fucking sentence, and we go off on a tangent. It's because you say that it's about to be the last thing, so we start <laughs> rambling. But that same story where I got about uh, Tarare, uh-huh. uh, there's a story about James Jameson. Oh. James Jameson? Not a good story about James Jameson. No, I bet it's like not. Like Jameson? Yes. Yeah. Huh. yeah. It's it's basically... What? It's, how How long ago was he? 1800s what there's not a good what you can't i might do that for next week's uh oh there won't be a next week following week oh yeah well there won't be there'll be a next week for the audience but not for us but not a midweek fuck their midweek okay anyways guys so the last sentence uh gargamel (laughs) also liked to make pentagrams and the um the blog actually showed a picture of gargamel in the pentagram that was actually a pentagon, not a pentagram, <laughs> but whatever. Anything with five points is apparently I was going to say, evil. it's like a three-letter difference. Yes, it's the same exact whatever. thing. Three fingers I equals I love Satan. So hate these people so much. <laughs> like, it's because they all, it's not, be, like, they are, okay, I might, you, anybody, any human, will say things confidently that are wrong. I will do it on this podcast. I've fucking done it before. I'm going to do it again. Try and fucking stop me. You just did it. <clears throat> but 
yeah, I've done it in this episode, <laughs> but like, how dare you purposefully spread misinformation? It is specifically to. It's thunder. It's gonna rain or something. It came out of nowhere. Did it Who though? It's been grave. <laughs> For a while now, the sun was shining when I came. Seen outside today? Come on! I, you know, I get it. We've got blankets and blackout curtains over every window in this house. This is a fucking gamer household. We do not do sunlight. You've seen my room? Yes. Okay. Even when I open my blackout curtains, there's a sticker on my door that prevents me (laughs) from seeing outside. Um. Anyway, the God. I just thought about how. Um, anyway, um, any any they know they're wrong, right? And yet they still spread this to literally indoctrinate people into what at that point is essentially a cult, like because they've twisted the teachings of actual the Bible so hard that they're no longer Christian. They're some subset of Christian, which is probably going to turn out like Om Shinrikyo or some shit, <laughs> like. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It's wild. And I don't understand. Like, I just don't understand how people can do. There's plenty of things that you can point to in real life that exist and are undeniable that you can say is bad because the Bible says it. Anything in politics, pick it. It's that. Like, it, it, you know, your next door neighbor hating people. That's something the Bible says don't do. Why don't, why do they get so, I mean, I know why, but like, I don't understand why. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you get, they get so caught up in this hatred that even when they're reading the book that tells them, a book that is sacred to them, like the word of God tells them not to judge people and to sit down with sinners, not saints. Like, yet they sit here and have, they pray to the saints instead of God and shit. Like, you know, it just fucking blows my mind that they can have it written out in multiple versions for them to read. I think what it comes down to is that some people at their core are just hateful as a result of how they're raised by other hateful people who they want to emulate and they will find instructions for their hatred anywhere that they look for guidance on life they will find (coughs) excuses and reasons to be hateful it does not matter what holy book or set of principles they draw from, they will find a way to (laughs) twist those to fit their own hateful views, regardless of where those views come from. It just blows my mind that they pick the things they pick. I know. It's so crazy. Or there's the people, like, I keep seeing this guy pop up in my feed because it's a black guy, and he's always talking about, like, you know, he says a sentence or two that's really true. Like, it's not my job to explain racism to white people. Right. And, but And he gets, like, all condescending and, you know, holier than thou about it, which right. I fucking hate. Yeah. Because if you don't explain it, they're just going to go to the next white person and they're going to tell them the wrong fucking thing. So get off your high horse. Stop being a dick. And just help people who are genuinely looking to be helped. 
It's the same thing with like pronouns and shit. Like people who get mad because they don't, they come up and they're like, oh, well, uh, you know, I'm just trying to learn and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yes, that's annoying. But man, people are always going to do that. And it's so much better as a community, as a group of people, as a type of person to be like, just explain it. Real quick, it doesn't take you more than three seconds. If they come up to you in the fucking grocery store and you don't know them, yeah, absolutely be a dick. Be like, hey, man, it's not my job to explain that to you. I don't know you. You know, maybe go look it up on YouTube. I can't help you today. I got stuff to do. That's fine. But, like, if your friend or your fucking family member comes to you and they're like, hey, so I've been learning a lot about this and I just wanted the perspective of somebody who, you know, actually has lived in it. What do you think I should do when such and such I'm just trying to learn and you be a dick to them fuck off if you're being a dick to somebody in the comment section of a video that you posted about you know racism and it's and bigotry and stuff don't get mad at people who are genuinely asking questions to learn yes there are people who are trying to bait you just ignore those people they don't exist anymore fuck them like I don't know it's so crazy that people get so up in arms about things that literally they are so wrong about. Just to achieve the goals that they are talking about, they're so wrong about it. I don't understand how it happens. And the thing is, that last part about the Smurfs was from a, a blog. So that's modern. Right. That wasn't even something Phillips said 40 years ago. That's they can literally look up the things about the people who goddamn created the Smurfs and and really just look and be like, oh, yeah, no, they were openly anti-Semitic when they made this shit. It's propaganda. Like, come on. Yeah. But like they had to scrub it to make it OK to put in the fucking movie for modern times. Right. And oh, even yeah. then they got it wrong. Like, because it's. Root, you know what I mean? It's rooted in a thing called anti-Semitism. So no matter how deeply you scrub it, it is that thing. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like the fucking Gargamel now still looks like a caricature of a Jew from the fucking First World War. Like, it's wild. Yeah. It's crazy to me that this is still happening and we know about it. And we're trying, you know what I mean? It's like even when you try, make, don't make the Smurfs anymore. Do a different thing that is like the Smurfs. Snorks. Sure. No, that was a real cartoon. Yeah. It make was, it better than that. Though. It was Smurfs underwater, basically. That's kind of dope, actually. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. I've seen it. Yeah. That's kind of cool. An another uh, random old cartoon that uh, I know about and nobody else from my generation knows about. The Tick. I, I the tick. Yeah. I fucking love The Tick. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love big, stupid was it Patrick heroes. Warburton? He was in the live action. He was in the new one. He did the live action. I fucking love Patrick Warburton so goddamn much. Hey, Beater, can I borrow hey, your Beater. Ed? Beater. Cronk. That is the quintessential Patrick Warburton You're right. voice. He's right. Yes, uh, but my... Also Buzz, the Lightyear one. Uh -huh. That's Tim Allen. Uh, nope. No. Uh, Woody is Tim Woody Allen. is Tim Allen. No, Woody is Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tim Allen was Buzz Lightyear. No, 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 no. The cartoon Buzz Lightyear was Patrick Warburton. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, when yeah. he did the, like the, the, the like daily, the Zerg yeah, cartoon. Yeah, okay. mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 
Um, that's why I remember that more than the movies because I saw was... way more of the cartoon than mm-hmm. I did of the movies. Uh, my favorite Patrick Warburton role, Good. though, was as Lemony Snicket in Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Did he, was that him yeah. in the series? Yes. Yes, it was. Oh my god! How did I forget that? In the series, not the not the movies, because the yeah, movies yeah, yeah. never got up to um, Lemony Snicket. Yeah, actually appearing. Yeah, exactly. It was just a voiceover. The series is great, though. If you don't want to read the books and don't absolutely watch the movies, yeah, Yeah, uh, the series finishes the uh, the whole. Yeah, I've been waiting and nobody told me. It's great. I thought it got canceled. No, 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 no. Neil Patrick Harris does a fucking phenomenal job as Count Olaf. Olaf. Yeah, man. Patrick Warburton does an amazing job as Lemony Snicket. Book series that I tried to complete. I wasn't able to because I didn't have the resources that I have now. So I didn't complete it when I was a kid. But like, man, having that—that's awesome. It's also fucking Nathan Fillion shows up. So that's like. All of the coolest Castle, white, white dudes. Yeah, man, Castle. I love that I know him more from Castle, not and everybody else talks Firefly. about Firefly. <laughs> I just love Nathan Fillion so much, man. He's sadly uh, at first I thought you were saying I, th- I thought you said Nathan Lane, and I'm sitting there going, Nathan Lane wasn't in Castle, and then I was like, oh, <laughs> Fillion. Yeah, okay. We should have faded out 20 minutes ago, by the way, because this is prime <laughs> tangent content. Yeah, but real quick, I did want to finish up by saying that if anyone is actually interested in why would you be, Phil Phillips did not just stop with Turmoil in the Toy Box. He wrote a sequel. Oh no, Turmoil in the Toy Box two. No. Yes. He couldn't call it anything. Electric Bugaloo. And then he had a third book called Saturday Morning Mind Control. Nice. Yeah. And on that note, uh, we're going to leave you there. Oh, sorry. My last thought on it is this, because that just brought it into stark relief. What I've really been complaining about is that it is so clear that they are like they they're so close to being correct like they could be helping but they're purposefully hindering legitimate knowledge of these things like yeah it probably is bad to have your kids unregulatedly watching whatever the fuck they want you know what i mean like, that's how i became desensitized to violence unmonitored internet access right we grew, i grew up when the internet like, my parents were smart enough that they monitored me somewhat, but, like, I'm fucking smart. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got around. But, like, it's, that's the issue, is that they're so close to being correct, because, you know, Saturday morning brainwashing, that's a real thing. Sure. I don't want my kids watching fucking propaganda. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so close to being on the right track, and yet they're so fucking far away going in the opposite direction. Like it's on they're on the right road going backwards. It's crazy. I don't know. It's just so frustrating because we could be getting we could all be aligned. It's like, yeah, just imagine if the energy was in the right place. Right. Cause that's what you need is people with that kind of energy just yeah. aligned correctly. And they're not on purpose. Right. All right, guys. So that wraps up this episode. Uh Again, some um, scheduling updates. Uh, we are actually going to put the Highgate Vampire story on hold for now, um, just because we still yet to hear from our source, and we don't want to go blind into this. The Highgate hiatus. The Highgate hiatus is, is on for now. So next week's episode will be our tangent 
episode. Because there's scheduling stuff going on in the background. Right. Dawn's out of town. The, uh, so that also Ruben means... and I are helpless on our own. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. so that also means that next Wednesday, you will not get a uh, midweek. Because, yeah, yeah. The, so. the next thing you'll hear after this will be the tangent next week, and then we'll be back on track Right. After with a that, mid-week. With, with a, a midweek. midweek, and we hopefully, if we're still working out the t- scheduling with our guest, we will start the Dungeons and Dragons um, debacle. Mm. So, with that, um, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate all of you, as always. Uh, fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Be good to yourselves. I've hey. been a really ornery. What did I say? Mandragora. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mandragora. He's, That's from the dot hack video games. No one's going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> He's been Dawn, and I've been... Oh. feel like you said something like a sleepy meat puppet. Yeah, no. No, something shrimp, shrimp. Sleepy shrimp. A shrimp-shaped fuck. There I heard it is. A shrimp-shaped shrimp fuck. Shit. With shrimp-shaped shit. No. Was no, it, it was fuck? a shrimp-shaped fuck. Shrimp-shaped All right. Well, it's because Mark calls me that. Oh. Because I slouch real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we will see you guys, or talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.